Would you help us welcome Grace Brumley tonight to the pulpit? Would you welcome her at Mag Church? Good evening. I will echo what uh, the others said. We are honored and it is a privilege to be in the house of God tonight, but in the house of God with all of you. Um, it is not often we get to travel together. Um, we've done it a few times, I guess, in the last couple years. We've tried to fit it in when we can. It's always uh, fun. It's always better when we can. Um, but I do, I want to I do something here tonight. I don't often do it. Actually, I don't think I ever do it when we travel. Um, you know, my, my dad got up a few minutes ago and told the stories of how when we were children, uh, we would play church. Um, but the truth is we just monkey see, monkey do, you know, when we grew up in a home where our mother and father, uh, showed us how to do that. We knew how to have church and, and, and it wasn't just about church. We grew up, uh, with a man that knew how to seek the face of God, that knew how to, uh, walk us through life's circumstances and situations because we had them too. And how to always point us to Jesus. And so tonight, I, I want to say this, and I hope it does no harm here, but I want to give honor where honor's due, and I want to honor this man of God who is our Father. And I know he's touched so many of your lives here too. That's right. Give him honor where honor's due. We wouldn't be here without our Lord Jesus Christ, but second to him was our dad. And uh, we are so thankful to be here with him tonight, to be able to sing behind him. That's how we started, was at a piano with him. He'd would, he would line us up and he'd tell us when we had a part wrong, when we needed to you know, get it a little tighter. He got those harmonies going as kids and he noticed gifts as when we were children and, and nourished those gifts and nurtured those gifts. And uh, we are where we are today, again, number one, because of Jesus Christ, but this man, we honor him and, and we're so thankful to be here with him tonight. Um, we'll save that song for tomorrow, I think. I'll sing for you some more tomorrow, but I wanna get in the word tonight. Um, the presence of God is here in this place. It is here in this place, and I'm so thankful to be able to bring the word to you here tonight. I, uh, I'm not going to be, I don't think, uh, you know, famous last words, long-winded, um, but I do have a message that has been in my heart this entire week. Um, the Lord dropped this into my spirit on uh, Tuesday night as I was seeking him for what to bring to you all this week. And uh, I felt him drop this in my spirit so strongly, and it stayed with me all week. And um, I know it is for somebody here tonight. And so I am going to ask you, uh, number one, do you have your Bibles? Amen. amen, amen. If you got your Bibles here tonight, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Isaiah. And we're going to be in chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, we're starting in verse 1. We'll read verses 1 through 3. When you're there, say amen. Isaiah 55, 
verses 1 through 3. And the scripture says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye by and eat. Yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. And I want to minister to you tonight a word entitled, Come Thirsty. Come Thirsty. Would you pray with me? Father, we're so thankful to be in your presence here tonight. Lord, what an honor and what a privilege that you would meet us here, that you would be in our midst, that you would show up, Lord, where we are tonight. We thank you, Father, for relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, for access to you, Father. Lord, tonight I need your help. I've got to have the help of the Holy Spirit tonight, Lord, and I'm asking that you would guide every thought, every word that comes out of my mouth, Lord, and more importantly, Lord, that you would anoint it, for it's your anointing, Lord, that breaks the yoke. It's your anointing, Lord, that makes the difference, and we have to have you here tonight. Lord, we need a touch from you. Father, we need a touch from you. We're hungry and we're thirsty people, Lord. Would you touch us here tonight, God, right now? Right now, right here, Lord, would you meet us in this place and would you touch your people, Lord? Let your river flow. Let your river flow, Lord. Lord, those rivers of living water, let them flow through this place. Touch and revive our souls. God, we give you glory. We give you honor in this place. We worship you in this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Many times in scripture, we find references to water and food, the bread of life, the living water. Over and over again, Jesus in, in the New Testament, many times you would find him inviting people to the table, right? Come, have it, come sit at the table with me. Come dine with me. Come sup with me. Break bread with me. It was in those times where he was intimate with people, where he grew relationships with people. And we see that over and over again in, in Scripture. And there's an invitation tonight that goes out to each and every one of us here. And I pray that most of you, I pray that all of you have, in, have accepted this invitation. But I had to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I do believe that there is someone here tonight that maybe hasn't experienced these waters of life, these living waters that he offers to us. And so I pray that these words would touch your heart tonight that the Holy Spirit would move and he would begin even now to convict and to stir your spirit. Even right now that he would begin to move upon your heart. The passage here tells us that everyone that thirsteth can come. 
Everyone that thirsteth can come. Everyone. Every man. Every woman. In every condition. In every financial situation. In every tribe, in every tongue, in every color. They can come. That invitation is to you tonight. It's personal. It's for you tonight. That if you are thirsty and you found yourself in a place where there has been nothing to quench that thirst, there is living water available to you tonight. Everyone that thirsteth can come. Everyone that's hungry can come. There is no limit on who is allowed. There is no bias. To the rich and to the poor, you can come. To the lame and to the strong, you can come. And he wants to touch you tonight. He wants to meet you where you're at. Everyone that thirsteth can come. He uses that term thirsteth. You know, being thirsty, and we've all been there, and I'm a little thirsty right now. We've all been there. God God gave us this natural, he's going to, sure, I'll take a water. Thank you. God has given us this natural ability, this God-given ability to sense when we have a need that has to be met. When you're thirsty, your body is trying to tell you we need water stat. We need life stat. We have to have water to live. This is like science 101, right? We have to have water to live. But God gave us the ability to sense in our bodies, in our physical bodies, that when we need water, we, we feel it. When we're thirsty, we feel it. And, and it's no coincidence that he compares this to our spiritual life. There is a spiritual thirst that cannot be quenched except for through Jesus Christ. And every single one of you in this room have felt that thirst. You've sensed that thirst. Some of you are sitting here tonight and you don't even know what you're feeling, but there's something inside of you that's saying, I've got to have this. I've got to have whatever this is, whatever this life is. I've got to have it. I'm dying inside. I walked in this room tonight, and I didn't have strength, and I'm exhausted, and I'm thirsty. There's a living water, and you can come. What you're sensing isn't weird. It won't just pass because there's nothing in this world, there's nothing in this life except for Jesus Christ that can touch your heart and quench that thirst and touch that need. There's nothing but Jesus Christ that can quench that thirst tonight. He wants a relationship with you. Think about it. He wants relation. He wants to dine with you. He wants to sit at a table and break bread with you. He's allowed you tonight to get thirsty. Everyone who thirsts can come. There is only one requirement to take of these waters. There's only one requirement, and it's that you're thirsty. 
I believe God would go to any extent, any place, any depth to meet a person whose heart is thirsty. The scripture tells us he who hungers and thirsts, thirsts after righteousness will be filled will be filled. Don't you think tonight that he's not concerned with you? Don't you think tonight that you're an afterthought? If you're hungry and you're thirsty, you're at the forefront of his mind. And he wants to touch you tonight. He wants to quench that thirst that nothing else in this world can satisfy. He wants to touch you. Hallelujah. What a God we serve. Come to the waters. The waters mentioned many times in Scripture, always pointing to life. Always pointing to life. What are these waters? These are the living waters. There is life in this water that is Christ Jesus. There is healing. In these waters, that is Christ Jesus, there is a river that still makes glad the city of our God. There is a river whose streams still make glad the city of our God. This water is the same water that Jesus would offer to the woman at the well. I'm telling you, he'd go to any extent to meet a, a hungry and a thirsty heart. He offered this woman water to drink of that she would never thirst again. See, no one would give her the time of day. She had no social status. In fact, she had quite the opposite a terrible reputation. No one would sit with her. No one would offer her anything. I, I can only imagine the thoughts going through this woman's mind. Living a life of sin. But one day she took a regular trip down to Jacob's well. When she came upon this well, a place where she had visited many, many times there was a man. There was a man sitting by the well side waiting for her. He didn't go there because he was thirsty. He didn't show up by coincidence. The Spirit of God led him to that place that day for this one woman whose heart was thirsty. She was hungry. She was thirsty. Maybe she didn't even know. She didn't even know that she was. But coming to the end of herself, and she walks up to a place that, that you would have never expected Jesus to be. Let me tell you something tonight. He will show up in places that you don't expect him just to meet a hungry and a thirsty heart. He will show up by your well side. He'll show up in your home. He'll show up in your workplace. He showed up. At 3 a.m. on a night after an alcoholic and a drug addict had spent all night getting high, he showed up in unexpected places. 
He showed up and convicted a hungry and a thirsty heart. And that's why I'm standing here today. That's why this man sits on the front row today. That's what God can do with a hungry and a thirsty heart. There is no depth you can travel to where he won't meet you. There is no height you can travel to that you can escape God's love. David said, I can make my bed in hell and he'd be with me. The love of God, nothing can separate you tonight. From the love of God, he will follow you to the ends of the earth to save your soul. That's how valuable you are to him. That's how much he loves you tonight. That he would show up by your well side when the world said, I'm done with him. I'm sick of her. I've given up on them. There's no way they're going to find their way back to God. There's no way they're going to get their life together. Your family shut the door on you. Your coworkers have given up on you. You're about to lose everything. But one day you took a trip to Jacob's well. And by the well side, there was a man. Hallelujah. He's still waiting by the well. I said he's still waiting by the well. He's still waiting by the well. Come and draw from these waters of life. Freely. Freely. Come and draw from these waters of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Spirit of God, move in this place right now. Convict hearts in this place right now. Lord, draw people right now by your Spirit. Oh, Lord, you're still waiting by the well side. You still sit by that well side for the hungry heart. You still wait by that well side for the thirsty spirit. Lord, whether they've never met you or whether they've known you at a time and they walked away, Lord, you're still waiting. You're still waiting. We thank you for your long suffering. We thank you, Lord, that you still wait for us. He said, come drink of these waters. And you'll never thirst again. You'll never thirst again. That, that aching, that longing in your heart, that void in your heart, you'll never feel it again. He wants to fill it with the living water. He's the only thing that can bring life to your heart. He's the only thing that can bring life to your situation. It's Jesus Christ. And he's waiting by that well. Waters to drink. Waters that will quench your thirst. Come with no money. Not many people are going to tell you that. Not many people are going to tell you to show up many places with no money. But Jesus says, I don't care what you have. I don't care what you don't have. I've paid a price for you to show up. All you have to do is come. All you have to do is show up by the waters. And I will give you this water of life. There is no requirement. 
other than faith in him. You express faith in him and he will fill your heart to overflowing. He will fill your life tonight to overflowing. Come by and eat. Come and partake. You know, he's called us to be partakers. Not just spectators. We don't get to just show up to church and watch everybody around us living for God. He wants you to step in to those waters. He wants you to partake of those waters. Not just be a spectator. You can't just show up here on Sundays and come to church and, and, and clock in your spiritual time clock and do your time. That's not going to be enough to fill your soul. That's not going to be enough to fill your life. But if you would get in the water, I said get in the river. If you would get into the river, wade into that river. Let him touch you. Let him move in your life. Let him draw you. Be a partaker, not a spectator. A partaker of all that Christ has made available to you. I have a question for you tonight. Do you know what's available to you? Do you know what he's made available to you? Because he doesn't want you to just look at it. He doesn't want you to just look at the cross and say, oh, that was nice. That's great that he did that. No, it says I am crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ, buried and risen again with him. That means that I don't just get to see it. I get to live it. I get to experience it. I get to live it every single day. I'm not the same person that I was before I knew him. I'm not the same person that I was before I met him. You're not the same person tonight that you were before you tasted of those waters. We're partakers. We get to be a part of this. This is do you get that? We get to partake in what he's made available to us. Wine and milk, without money, without price. There, see, nothing is free. Everything has to be paid for some way, somehow. It's 2024, guys. But Jesus said, this has no price. Without money, without price, somebody had to pay. It just wasn't you and me. Somebody had to pay. But it doesn't have to be you and it doesn't have to be me. Sin will make you pay. The world will make you pay. You will drink of their waters and you will thirst again. And dare I say, you will thirst more. You will come back more thirsty. You will come back more hungry. You will come back more exhausted. But Jesus said, I've paid and you can come. You can just come.
Wherefore do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? There is nothing in this world that you could buy that will satisfy your soul. There is nothing in this world that you could do that can satisfy your soul. This world will use you up. It will chew you up and spit you out. I think of the prodigal son who lived in the father's house his whole life. He had been in the father's house. Had experienced provision. I'd imagine with the wealth he was left, he never was hurting for a thing. But still there was that, that pull, that curiosity there. Maybe, maybe there's something out there that I don't have here. And I think every one of us have sensed that and we've experienced that at one point in our lives. Sometimes you just want to know what's out there. We're humans, right? Imperfect. And the world knows how to make it look really nice, how to make it look really good. And there's young people in this room tonight, I want you to know they know exactly what they're doing to you. They know exactly what they're putting in front of you. They know exactly what they're playing on those radio stations. They know the kind of music that they're releasing that your ears will take in. They know what kind of commercials are on TV that your eyes will see. You know that old song when you were a kid, be careful little eyes what you see? Be careful little ears what you hear? You better be really careful today. What you're looking at and what you're listening to, it's, it's not a coincidence that you're feeling and being drawn to the things of the world. That's what they're trying to do. But even now, this call to come to the waters, it has no age limit. You can stand firm now in what Christ has offered to you. You don't have to experience the ravages of sin. You don't have to experience the heartache of this world. You can know him now and you can stand on his word and you can live for Jesus. Don't you let this world tell you that you have to experience what they're offering you. You can live for God and you will have a better life. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. There's nothing that it can give you that will satisfy. Nothing that you can buy with money. Nothing that you can do. And maybe, maybe you're sitting here tonight and you tell me, well, Grace, I've been trying. I've been trying to live for God. I've been doing everything that I can. I've been showing up at church. I've been reading my Bible. I've been, I've been doing all the things that I'm supposed to do. Can I present you with this question tonight? Maybe you've been doing it the wrong way. 
Because if you are laboring to have a relationship with God, it will do nothing but exhaust you. And it's not God's way. And, and don't, I don't want to get confused. There are, there are things, there are good things that the Lord asks of us. There are things, there are fruits that should come from our lives walking with Christ daily. There should be fruit. There are good things that you and I are going to do. But if those good things are what you think has earned you a relationship with God, you will do nothing but burn yourself out. Because what he's offered you tonight is rest. What he's offered you tonight is rest. Hebrews 4.10 tells us, For he that has entered into his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. He didn't say, come to me and get weary. He said, come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's not asking you to work for something that he already bought. He's not asking you to earn something that he already paid for. That would be silly. He, when he said it was finished, he meant every word. It was done. It was finished. There's nothing you have to do tonight to earn his love. He's loved you before he formed you in your mother's womb. He's loved you from the beginning before you even knew your name. He loved you. He was making a way for you before you even were walked this earth. He loved you. He loves you tonight. He still waits for you tonight. So if you've labored and you're tired, you say, Grace, I love him, but I'm thirsty. You can come the right way. Simple faith. You can express simple faith in Christ and what he purchased for you at Calvary, not what you have to earn, but he wants to give it. And it sounds too good to be true. Just come for free. No money. Come buy this. I want to give you this. Too good to be true. But good news tonight. It is very true. <laughs> it is true. And it is glorious what he has to offer us tonight. It is glorious what he has done. You're saved tonight. I hope you are. Rest. Rest is what he has offered to you and I. These waters bring rest. They bring life refreshing. Verse 3 says, Incline your ear, you who have ears to hear. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying tonight. And what is he saying? Come unto me. Come to me. Be 
You see, there's something that we have to do if we are going to turn toward Christ. Repentance is required of you and I. We don't, we don't like to talk about that a lot. It's the uncomfortable part, right? Where we, we come, but those things, those things you've tried to fill your life with, those things you've tried to fill that void with, you're going to have to lay them down. Say, Lord, forgive me for trying to do this the wrong way. But I come. I come to you. Because even though we fail, and we fail a thousand times, that invitation has never changed. And it never will. You can come tonight. You can come to him and your soul shall live. That is a promise. That your soul shall live. This covenant. He said, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even the sure mercies of David. This covenant is sure. This covenant is secured because of Calvary. Your relationship with him is not secured by your financial status. And it's not secured by relationships you may have in your life. And it's not secured by showing up here Sunday morning. It's not secured just by saying a sinner's prayer. This is secured simply by faith expressed in Christ and what he has offered you and what he has accomplished at Calvary. And I don't want that. If you hear that all the time, I pray that that has not grown old to your ears because it is incredible what he has done for me and what he's done for you. What he's offered to you, what he's given to me. There's rivers of life tonight. There's a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. There's healing in those waters. It opens prison doors and it sets the captive free. There is a river of life. It's flowing out of me and it can flow out of you tonight. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? He wants to fill you to overflowing. He wants to touch you tonight. There's still a river of life. There's still a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Joseph, if you would come. This is simple tonight, but it's the most important invitation I think I could ever give to you.
come to the water. If you're thirsty, you can come to the river tonight. been weary my soul's been dry and now I'm desperate for the water I've been so empty just getting by and now I'm desperate for the invitation has been given to each and every one of you in this room. Right now I'm going to ask that every eye would be closed, every head bowed. We don't want to embarrass anyone. But we have to give this opportunity tonight. If you have not tasted of these waters, you say that's me tonight, Grace, I'm I'm thirsty. There's something in me. There's something in me, and and I don't even know what it is, but I need, I need a touch from God. So the first thing I'm going to ask tonight is if, if you have never come to these waters, if you need to be saved here in this room tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just raise your hand? Say, I'm thirsty and I'm not right with God. I'm not right with God and I need to get, I see your hand, I see that hand. 
Anyone else? Holy Spirit, move right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, draw, convict. I'm going to give it another minute here tonight. You say, that's me. I need a, I need a touch from God. I need to come for the first time. The next appeal I'm going to make is to those who have been living for God. You've been in the Father's house. You've experienced the provision, but you found yourself drawn by the things of this world. You found yourself looking to be satisfied in ways that you shouldn't be. Maybe laboring to earn this love of God, this relationship with God. If, if that's you tonight, if you would just say, Grace, I am thirsty and I need to come. I see that hand. I see that hand. If that's you tonight, there's, we are not here to embarrass you. These waters are available to you. It's a time to rejoice together that you can come. If that's you tonight, I need to come. I need to come to these, this, these waters, this river, this river of life. If it's you, I want those hands raised. And I'm going to ask you to do one more thing tonight. If that was you, if you've raised your hands, I'm going to ask you to come to this front. And as they come, if you would, a believer would come and just stand behind them. If your neighbor raised their hands, maybe grab their hand and walk them up front and go with them. They don't have to go alone. You don't stand here alone tonight. I'm going to ask you to come. Would you come? Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Would you come forward tonight? Yes, ma'am. Would, would a sister come and stand with my sister here? You won't stand here alone. You can come to the waters. You can come to the river of life tonight. You can come and be free. You can come and be healed. I'm running to the river. Gonna let it wash all over me. Come on, sing it again. Oh, over 
close tonight, I want to pray with you. We had some here, and I won't point them out, that said tonight that they need to give their hearts to the Lord. And we're going to pray with them. Tonight we're going to pray with them to give them strength. So before we close out this service, we're going to say that sinner's prayer and believe that people are going to be changed. Amen. That there's lives in this room tonight that will never be the same again. Would you pray with me tonight? I want every, every voice in this room to repeat after me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you the only way that I can. Through the blood of Jesus. Please forgive me. Tonight I repent of my wrong. And I turn to you. I place my faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. Lord, take my life. Let it be wholly yours. Right now I believe that by faith and according to your word, you have brought me from death to life. And I am a new creation. You have bought me with a price. And I declare tonight that I am saved. I am saved. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place? Hallelujah. He is faithful. He is faithful and he is good. Can you give Jesus your highest praise? Hallelujah. We give you our highest praise. Oh, we give you our highest praise. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, just for a moment more. Would you worship him in this house? Would you magnify him in this house? For he has done great things. Hallelujah. He has done great things. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good and God is so do you believe it tonight? God is